this is Lisa from Geek Pop. You can listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and our website, geekpoppodcast.wordpress.com. Don't forget to like and share us on Facebook and give us a rating on iTunes. Pop in your geek every week. Poop! By the way... Welcome to Geek Pop. <laughs> I'm your host, Lisa. With me is... Brian. Enrique. And that's it this week. Uh, we are Chrisless. Uh, we have taken all the recording stuff and hidden from Chris. And we're keeping up this, at least what, three episode tradition of starting mm-hmm. off talking about poop? Sure. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's a trilogy. <laughs> the trilogy. <laughs> it, may, it may turn into a quadrilogy. Mm. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> uh, we, we, we'll, we'll be jumping the shark by then. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, we're Chrisless this week, but that's okay. The rest of us are here. Yeah, we don't need Chris. We, no, we don't. No. I mean, we, we like having well, him we here we and like everything, but yeah. We don't need you. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, we got uh, a lot of news to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we got a, a lot, lot of news. A lot of stuff that just broke. A couple breaking yeah. pieces here. Uh, yeah. To hear the story about uh, Mr. Spielberg. Uh, Just barely. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, this is straight from Variety. Yeah. They're talking about how uh, Steven Spielberg has officially st- stepped down from directing Indiana Jones 5, but uh, James Mangold will be taking up the, his place. Oh, is that official? Uh, well, this is from Variety, which uh, you, you know you don't have to really take with a grain of salt. The, the mm-hmm. That's a pretty major thing. But they're saying the deal hasn't officially closed yet, okay. but, that's, that's, but, that's uh, but he's very much in talks. Okay. It, it's pretty huge news, if at least, because Spielberg has directed every Indiana Jones movie. I mean, yeah. I think after four, I think he's. O- I'm okay with him not doing it. Not that that's his fault. The direct, like directing, wasn't the bad thing about sure. that movie. But it held, was just a bad like, movie. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I know. I, I, I. There's not an Indiana Jones movie I dislike. Uh, that but one I do. But it's definitely the weakest <laughs> one. <laughs> I, I would agree. But um, yeah, but I would disagree with you there. That I, one I, I can did easily not like. point out that I don't like that one. There, sure. I think there are moments that I've enjoyed there, but. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still, like, I yeah. struggle with that even. <laughs> I still enjoy it. I I'm know a lot of people nice. <laughs> used to crap on uh, Temple of Doom. I'm still very much a Temple of Doom fan. But uh, um, yeah, I, like I saw that <laughs> one too young. Um, yeah, that, that was one, traumatizing. That one scarred me. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Kalima. Yeah, no, Just I removing the heart. Oh my yeah. god, that that gave me nightmares. As a yeah, kid. Saturday that morning watching that with my brother was not a smart thing. That movie is often cited as the reason why PG thirteen became a thing. It was not long after that because of all the parents complaining about taking their kids to that movie and, be, and having mm-hmm. to be traumatized mm-hmm. by the heart removal and the you know the mm-hmm. torture and the voodoo and what have you. That but, um, didn't bother oh, wow. me so much. Him pulling the guy's heart out of his chest. That. I, I was me. done. I think what stuck out in, in my memory the most was the voodoo. Like, uh, you know, not, you know, not that it was voodoo, but the, like, but, you know, because I'm, sure, pe- I'm sure people yeah. in the 80s were kind of like, oh, my God, voodoo. But the, specifically just seeing how much, like, Indiana Jones was in pain when, like, you would get mm-hmm. stabbed, like, repeatedly. And it's like, oh, man, that's... Me, it was the bug scene. <laughs> yeah, <it> was, <laughs> that was, that was, it was the gross. bug scene. I could not, I can't do that with all those bugs everywhere. Yeah, uh, sure. No. Yeah. But yeah, in any case, um, James Mangold is not uh, not exactly a you know um, I might say Spielberg is a huge ass name with uh, you know and he's been a you know behind the Indiana Jones franchise completely up until now. But uh, James Mangold, he's you know famous for especially just most recently for Ford v Ferrari. You might also know him as the director of Logan and uh, uh, Walk the Line. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's done some good stuff. Absolutely, I think. I think, he's I a think very the last director. time we looked at this, he's done some good stuff and some. Oh no, has 
at least the ones coming up here are all the good ones. So yeah, he I thought he did something questionable. <laughs> where we're like, didn't he like, also do uh, not the, like cats, he, he but like the uh, three ten to Yuma level. remake, which yeah. I thought was really great. I uh, really like that which one. Which is uh, you know the hard thing to do considering it's a very beloved western, and it's he mm. gave it a great spin with you. Yeah, you know. I I personally would say much better than the original, but that's because sure. I watched yeah, them I back to back. Kind of agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's yeah the original's a little dated now, but uh, yeah, but you know man, no, much love to Glenn Ford in that movie, but Kristen Bale and uh, and uh, 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 Australian man whose name is escaping me right now and oh my kurt goodness Rus- not kurt russell sorry i was reading something <laughs> else about <laughs> kurt russell um, russell, russell crowe Crow. yes thank you <laughs> russell crowe uh yeah they, they did a great job in that but in any case yeah but Ma- james mangold i think um i think he, it's in good hands and uh and for what it's worth the variety is also saying that uh according to um their sources uh, the decision to leave the director's chair was entirely up to Spielberg, and and he was th- it was apparently his desire to pass along Indies Whip to a to a new generation of, of filmmakers, and not you know not that James Mangold is you know a young whippersnapper or anything, but he's uh but yeah I yeah. mean I think I think it's cool to get a yeah. different perspective on the story, and at the same time all uh all signs are pointing to Spielberg remaining on as a hands-on producer. Um, Harrison Ford is very much still attached to the project. Um, and that, uh, I mean, it's questionable how much involvement, if any, that George Lucas will have as, mm-hmm. you know, he is the creator and writer of all of these, but, um, but yeah, uh, it's, it, it'll, I wouldn't be surprised even though this announcement that he's stepping down is also at the same time they're announcing that somebody else is stepping in, that this will get postponed again. Uh, this was originally slated for Maybe, like yeah. 2016 and then 2019 and then 2020 and then now 2021, which sounds like mm, maybe it'll be pushed another year. Maybe. But, I mean, Harrison Ford isn't getting any younger, but, uh, you know, yeah. he's, he's still spry. He's still got it. Yeah. <laughs> if I could digitally put his face on someone, it'll be fine. Sure. I mean, I'm I'm half expecting him to. Die I mean, in Disney's this movie. in charge of it, right? Like the, uh, they can just do a 3D Harrison Ford, and we'll be yeah okay. Yeah, Ish. I mean, okay. hell, look at. I mean, they brought back. Um, Carrie um, Fisher. They brought yeah. Well, I mean, just like or, uh, um, like Rachel in uh, in uh, Blade Runner 2049. 2049. 2049. You know, they just do that to a whole Harrison Ford mm-hmm. character. Yeah, they'll make it work. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, that'll, I think that'll be um kind of surprising, but sure. But definitely, but hey. it's done. Yeah, at least it's not just saying that he's stepping down. At least it, uh, we we know we got a talented director taking the helm. Yeah. So sure, I'm all for it. Cool. Well, with some uh, sad news, uh, the creator of the Konami Code has passed away. Oh. And I, I'm gonna have Brian say his name because oh, I fumbled yeah, I it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Although I wasn't that far off. Oh no, you got it. Is uh, Kazuhisa Hashimoto is the creator of the iconic Konami Code and has unfortunately passed away. He was mm. kind of young. He was 61. Yeah, he was 61. Um, there's really uh, nothing in here of how he passed or yeah. just that uh, kind of a friend posted on social media that. Yeah. It might be too fresh to know the reason why, but at least we're getting that yeah. information that. Uh, He's, yeah. uh, he's unfortunately gone. Which is iconic because everyone knows that, that code. Dude, yeah. We were just talking about how like I've never played any game that used the code or I, know I was never aware of like you know mm-hmm. what it would do in any certain game but I, I I certainly know it up up down down left right left right BA start. Like it was yeah. just became this iconic mm-hmm. cheat code you know that yeah. Everybody like it became more famous than the than you know I feel like even the games that uh, that, that they were on. Yeah. 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 I mean, the v- even the very f- 
first game that I saw here, I don't even recognize it. It's called um, Guardius. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Neither have I, yeah. So that, that was apparently the first use of the code. And so since then, it's been on Contra. It's been on Castlevania. It's been it's been in everything that you could think of. Um, yeah. You, even outside before, of Konami. Yeah. yeah. You've yeah. used it before. Yeah, I've games. used yeah, it okay. before. So like, what, you said like, what was it in Contra that like it would I, give Contra you? Contra like, gives you like 30 lives or something like that. Okay. Um, I forgot what it did for Castlevania. But yeah, it, it did a number of different things. Either invincibility, their extra lives. So so on so forth, power ups, stuff like that. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, didn't it like? I think you had mentioned before that it, that it, um, you know, obviously it was the Konami code, but it became so infamous and famous, like or, or, <laughs> infamous, infamous, yeah. infamous um, <laughs> that uh, that I guess it got even like put into games outside of Konami, like yeah, like, yeah. Just I like, can't think of any off the top of my head, or I can't find it anything specifically but yes okay. there has been games outside of I Kong. guess any game that has directional controls yeah. I remember and start mm-hmm. <laughs> like I remember even they used it as like um, as like a achievement too if I remember correctly I forget which game did that but mm. I remember there was an achievement that said that that straight up like says uh, old code or something like that when yeah. it when you try to do it or something like that I forgot I remember a while back you know how like Google does their like you know little hidden Easter eggs mm-hmm. when yeah. you're in the search engine, if you do put in certain inputs and or certain search terms, and mm-hmm. they, you know, I, I, they did one, I, I guess maybe it was the anniversary of the Konami code or something where if you entered the Konami code, they, 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 there was some sort of Easter egg thing there too. Oh, like really? it, yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I just, it, it's, it's such a famous thing. Like people just know that code as just the, yeah. you know, and all be all cheat, cheat code. Yep. Yeah. It definitely did. Yeah, it's quite a legacy. Speaking of cheat codes. Speaking of hidden codes, yeah. Thank you for the segue. (laughs) Um, uh, Some fans uh, over at uh, at Galaxy's Edge um, were not. I was trying to figure out if there was if there was any intel on who figured this out first and how they did. If they were just futzing around with it, but apparently fans have discovered a hidden cheat code in um, Smuggler's Run, the Millennium Falcon ride at Galaxy's Edge, Um, and. If you guys haven't haven't experienced it yet, basically Galaxy's Edge, you're you're doing a smuggler. Uh, it's called Smuggler's One. You're doing a um, a run of smuggling uh, coaxium for Hondo Onaka, um, and Hondo Onaka is speaking to you throughout throughout your mission. Yeah, you're you're trying to uh, to infiltrate and and acquire these uh, these canisters, and yeah, so he's talking to you throughout the ride. And we you know, we all love Hondo Onaka, but you know. Wouldn't it be greater to have like Chewbacca there, the one speaking to you? In the Falcon, yeah. So, so fans figured out that with a certain level, uh, uh, with a certain entry, um, um, by 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 all the people in your crew uh, with with your controls, you can get Chewbacca to be the one speaking to you throughout the entire mission. So instead of <laughs> so all, so you the, don't all understand th- anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like Hondo is telling you anything that. That you wouldn't be able to understand oh, okay. what to do, yeah. You know, like you know, he's just telling you, oh, you know, like oh, look out for those guys or something. But instead, all his dialogue gets replaced by Chewbacca, and uh, yeah. So that's funny. I, it's curi- I'm curious to see how long this has been built into the ride because it was never an official announcement. But these fans basically figured out. Um, so um, as you may know, the uh, you know your squad is made up of two pilots, uh, engineers, and gunners. So if the pilots have their controls, because the pilot piloting controls like the um, it, one person controls a pitch, the other person controls the um, yeah. the yaw, and so if you have your levers at the extreme up or down, left or right, doesn't matter which one, but it has to be all the way there. 
before you hit your activation button. So so every every person who sits down into the cockpit um, has a button to hit when they're ready. You yeah. know that like a certain like I think for the pilots it's green and for the engineers and gunners it's orange. Um, uh, so if, you, if the pilots have it to the extreme, like forward or left or right, before they hit their activation, and if the engineers and gunners, both there, there's a series of white lights mm -hmm. that the engineers and gunners have uh, on their consoles. You have to hit one of those white buttons, like a shift key, like hold it down, and then hit your orange activation button. Mm -hmm. And if all of you guys do this before the seatbelt check by the cast member, because the cast member has to check your seatbelts and they press a go button. Okay. Mm. If you make sure to do that all before you start, then you'll start hearing Chewie roaring at you throughout the whole thing. And it's a, That's it's a, it's awesome. a delight. Yeah. There, there are videos online, uh, not only of how to do it, specifically showing you which buttons to push and everything, but just people just going through the ride and the whole time you just hear Wookiee roaring at you, <laughs> <and it's a laughs> which makes it feel a little bit more like the Falcon. Cause yeah. it's, it's yeah. always been Chewie in there, you know? So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I haven't been there yet, but it'd be kind of nice, like, my first time for it to somehow make that happen. Yeah, you gotta. Well, uh, it, it, it'll be interesting considering that, you know, you have to have your whole crew coordinate mm -hmm. on this. Yeah. So, so I gotta go with a group of four people. If not a group of four people, be, uh, it, it, you know, because a single rider's line moves really quickly. I don't trust other people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> if you were to go through with a single rider's line, and the single rider's line moves pretty quickly, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's the easiest way to get to ride Smuggler's Run as many times as you can and also mm -hmm. try to get a better score because... I don't know. I've I've ridden it three times, and we were all really trying, and we all <laughs> got horrible scores. A lot of so, I mean, you're you're never gonna not be able to go through the ride, but you you can do much better other time. You know, mm -hmm. try not to crash into anything, and you know. Um, but every time I've ridden it, um, when I'm leaving the hallway at the end, everything's sparking mm -hmm. because we crashed into too many things. Mm -hmm. So. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's fun to you know at least go through the single rider line to to try to get different scores, try different experiences, where they try different positions, you mm -hmm. know. But if you were to the, and you want to try to get this chewy mode, you gotta you gotta <laughs> you gotta talk to all these people and be like, okay, guys, you need to do this, this, and this, and we're gonna try to activate this together. Obviously, it'd be a little, a little easier, I guess, if you just bring your own crew. But hell, it's I mean, it's a, it's just a neat little Easter egg, I guess, that mm -hmm. people figured out this you know this many months into the ride being open that uh you know just replace hondo anaka with nothing but chewbacca roars and <laughs> sounds yeah. awesome so i can't wait to do that when i go next time so i'm sure you will yeah yeah well uh so we got the candle from gwyneth paltrow <laughs> the goop candle the goop the, uh, candle um and now candle. now mcdonald's is jumping into the candle game they're not making vagina-scented candles. No, they're right? not, but it's going to smell like a quarter pounder. Um, with cheese? With cheese. Ooh. And there <laughs> like is a Like you smell the difference between quarter pounder <laughs> and the cheese. Dude, the cheese. cheese aroma, it's, it's the key. That's what, <laughs> th I mean, for Brian, it's key because he's vegetarian now. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, they don't do it. The McDonald's doesn't have, well, they should. They should have an impossible they, Yeah, I remember patty. seeing something I, where they were working on it. They're working on it, but they're yeah. really slow about it. Will it be impossible or will it be beyond? Or will it Those be something else? Those seem to be else? the big competitors with it. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's a set of six candles, each representing uh, an ingredient from the Quarter Pounder. So uh, fresh beef, <laughs> <laughs> ketchup, pickle, cheese, onion, and sesame seed bun. So um, you got to light them all to get the whole qu yeah. Quarter Pounder aroma. That that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it might be. I, I think it'd it be funny if you just gave someone like the hundred percent beef. Here you go. Wait a minute. So, what are they individually again? There's a hundred percent fresh beef, ketchup. ketchup, pickle, cheese, onion, and bun, sesame seed bun, specifically. 
See, I mean, those all sound amazing together. Uh, obviously, you know, in the form of a burger. I don't know so much about a candle, but mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> just having an onion candle or a what? Yeah, the beef one. An uh, onion candle. I would enjoy that just because <laughs> I enjoy the smell of onion, and if it doesn't make me cry, as as that's even cry, better. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'll, I love onions. I just don't typically think of like just onion or just yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't expect I mean, anybody like to be lighting these candles individually. Mm-hmm. I guess I the whole expect is to light many them people <laughs> to light them individually and there be people weirdos are huge like ketchup that. fans or pickles. Pickles. Oh like, yes, it's a candle smell. Yes, I'm for that. I guess. I mean, I like pickles, too, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> you'll be able to buy them um, from their online shop that is, uh, it doesn't quite sound set up. Um, and so, yeah. So, yeah, so go to uh, McDonald's uh, Golden Arches Unlimited site, and it, they will be on there. I don't have a date, so good luck. I yeah. guess strangely scented candles are not, totally new so why not just have everybody sort of jump on the bandwagon mm-hmm. i mean i don't <laughs> think they were inspired by by goop or by Gwyneth Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow's candle yeah. <laughs> i it just just happened they dropped it on the same sure time. but uh it'd be interesting to see all the fast food places start to jump on this bandwagon well i mean kfc's done it with a log where you can buy yeah the kfc yeah. like yeah. yule log yeah 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 all right i guess it's not that out of left field then just, just <laughs> slightly <laughs> just slightly a little mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. um well on to other news um netflix is a co- is coming out with um with an, a new animation for transformers called the war of Tri- cybertron trilogy the first one being siege so it'll it, mm. so these are films it seems like it, yeah. Okay, so considering it, it says trilogy, yeah, I didn't see anything saying show wise, so I'm assuming yes, these are going to be films. So this is the first movie, which is Siege, and yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that trailer that dropped it, some, um, some really, uh, it looks it, awesome it looks animation. really great. Yeah, I like the show. anime. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it, it's a yeah. uh, it's it's CG animated, but it's got this look to the texture mm-hmm. that just um, it, mm-hmm. it's got yeah, it's got a great feel and look to it, and obviously it's got that Netflix budget behind it, and yeah, and you got you got the classic voices in there. You got Peter, uh, and also the classic look of the G one yeah. generation. It's uh, and, yeah, and, and, and yeah. also different, also because obviously they're they're in Cybertron. They're yeah. not you it's know transforming to forms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, just seeing that uh, money shot of like uh, Optimus showing up in that G one truck form. Yeah, that, like yeah, it was that was pretty awesome, and it's always just awesome hearing hearing Peter Cullen's voice. Uh, as Optimus again. He's always been Optimus and God, you know, as long as we still have him, he should always be. So Yeah. He's always a perfect fit as Optimus. Yeah. I didn't quite recognize if that was Frank Welker's voice as Megatron there. I'm assuming it is. It didn't sound like it. When I heard it, it didn't sound like Frank Welker's voice, but I could be wrong. Uh, Maybe he's doing it a little different too because I know like that old classic Megatron voice may be seen as a little cheesy for now but i mean mm-hmm. transformers is cheesy let's yeah. face it but um i mean yeah they didn't even use it for the original movies right until yeah. like what recently i think it was and this recent one they they finally had frank Welker. oh that's true yeah because they replaced him in the uh in uh michael bay's movie uh used uh, hugo weaving yeah yeah but they recently i forgot which one but Bumblebee? i think it was the no, I don't, I don't think, think you it hear was Megatron and Bumble- Bumblebee. But I didn't see Bumblebee. That's why I said uh, it. Yeah, no, sure, I think it's it, really good. I think it's it like was far it. and above the best one. Yeah, <laughs> okay. 
I think it was the the night one. I forgot what it's called. The night one? Oh. Yeah. Oh, the really long one. That I oh, the last, think the, I, the, the last the last night, night or whatever. I, yeah. Like I said, I could be wrong, but I remember that that he did come back to repraise. That'd oh no, cool. you know what it was? It was the one where he was the Galvatron. Okay. That's when he was. He was. He was. Um. It was back to being the original voice. Okay. But well, that's yeah, cool. That was I mean, because he's an iconic Transformers voice too. Like, that'd yeah. Be kind of cool to have him still be Megatron. So. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, and we get to see uh, what there was a little bit of Bumblebee and. Yeah, we saw Bumblebee in there. We saw a lot of yeah. RC lot of unit. Yeah. Uh, not RC unit. RC is yeah. the name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of classic ones. Um, I can't remember all of their names off the off the top of my head, but yeah, they're they're all in there. It looks like it, cool. it looks like it's it's interesting, fun, and I don't know. The Cybertron Wars have always been like a fun fun one to kind of mm. see and see the start of it is nice. So it's this is all before. before they come to Earth and everything. Yes. Okay. Oh, oh I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. No, this is before they come to Earth. Okay. So this is the the starting of the war. This is the reason why shit got so bad that they had to come to Earth. Hmm. Have we not quite seen that before? Like maybe does this we've is seen it before? Okay. I, the yeah. cartoons have covered that, or was it I, comics? There was a game. There was a game series that definitely covered it. I know that for sure. So okay. like you do see it in game series. Do you see it in comics? Um, I think there's been a series that talks about it, um, although they haven't shown it, shown it, shown it all. So I guess yes, uh, this may be the first time we saw it in in a media like like a movie format of mm-hmm. of the Cybertron Wars. I could be wrong again. So they may be just representing it in a new way, rather than rather yeah. than having it tie into yeah. like, oh, you should have seen the animated series first to get this. Like it's probably just you know, yeah, this is a new jumping in point, I guess, for any uh, you know, potentially budding Transformers fans. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. Sure. I mean, I'm. I'm it all looks. For it. it looks gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, you know, it's nice to see new Transformers media that kind of further takes us away from the from dumpster <laughs> fire that was the Michael <laughs> Bay films. So, you know, um, yeah, I'm certainly uh, um, hoping that they keep going with live action movies um, with the direction that Bumblebee took. But uh, this looks great, and it's, like, it's, yeah. it's Netflix getting behind it. They. Uh, they certainly had the budget to do some really awesome stuff. I know they've been doing some great animated series, uh, and this is the this is a, uh, they're officially billing this an, as an anime. I think there's a, a, a yeah. Japanese production company behind it too, as well. Mm-hmm. So cool! I'm glad to see that sort of um, melding. So yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, um, moving to a little bit of DC news. We talked a little bit last week about um, so. Um, uh, Matt, Matt Reeves, uh, the Batman. We got that sneak peek of uh, Robert Pattinson in the in the new bat suit, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's funny. I, I, I thought it was funny how we talked about it last week, where we got this teasery oh, Im- glimpse where we terrible. don't even see the full suit or yeah. anything. It's not even proper light, or properly lit. Or I mean, not I don't know, say properly, lit, but you know, it, it, it wasn't. It, it was like a look, red light, it, or it was whatnot. a red yeah. light on it, and to me, it looked just yeah, like foam and photos. leather, and not. Right. Not a complete suit ready to be shot. Sure. I just found it amusing how we had just, like, I, I know I, I certainly mentioned, like, I want to see a full look of the mm-hmm. suit. And then right off the bat, we got all these <laughs> photos from the set of the, the full suit. The universe heard you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, uh, so they're, they've obviously started filming the Batman. And there were a lot of um, leaked photos from this. Uh, you know, the, the, there was no way they couldn't. They could prevent mm-hmm. uh, people uh, looky-loos. Uh, it was an outdoor day uh, day shoot. 
Um, I don't believe this was actually Robert Pattinson. It, 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 it appears to have driver. been a stunt, per, a stunt uh, driver. But uh, but basically they were filming a scene of uh, Batman driving what appears to be the, the Bat Cycle, or you know, which is which is uh, not only just the full look at the Bat suit. But also the cycle, which is interesting, considering that it's um, it looks to be much more grounded. Like it basically looks like your a standard motorcycle, but with that kind of bat ears kind of on the front. So it's nothing like yeah. overly, um, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. This I mean, and it may well be like I I think um, well hell the bat suit. We should be talking about that. Like the bat suit ha- like seems to be evoking a lot of um, the the look of the striated kind of shoulder pads and, and mm-hmm. sleeves that come from. Uh, uh, Batman Zero Year, which was you know, yeah, okay, obviously Batman starting out and some of mm-hmm. that. It was uh, even before Year One, so um, and which might be kind of, uh, and this is speculation, but it might be kind of a lot of what's inspiring this story because that involved a lot of the Riddler, and we know the Riddler um, is, is a, a, is a character this, in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, they were filming this scene of basically him driving alongside another motorcyclist, um, which mm-hmm. some people are speculating might be um, Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. Uh, mm. But it's not; they couldn't quite tell because uh, it seemed to be a, a woman, and she's just uh, she has a full b- motorcycle just helmet on. She's black. not exactly in costume or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So this might just be an early st- part of the story where he's, uh, you know, driving along with Selena Kyle somewhere or something. But, mm. uh, but yeah, I mean, it's our first full look at the bat suit, and I don't know. I kind of dig it. I kind of dig that, like it looks. <laughs> I like uh, it better than yeah. I did last week. It, okay. it looks, I, and I'm, mm. I. I I know it's not cheap. I know that it, sure. a lot of hard work goes into it. Yeah. But just I think the lighting and the lack of light that they had in that sure. looked really cheap to me and it looked really bad. Mm-hmm. Well, it looked this like this uh, looks <laughs> better. Yeah, it yeah. looked like Matt Reeves has sort of filmed that in like a room with like a red light on. Like it looked like it, he's it developing lo- photos bad. somewhere. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, but um But this is Yeah. It's a full yeah, a million full times world. better. Yeah. Um to me it actually looks like a proper s- Batman suit. Well, it also looks very practical, you know, like it's, it, a, do, like it looks, a, yeah. Yeah. Like a, yeah. a nice little reminder that like, um, to sort of paraphrase my buddy Ryan, who was saying like, you know, Affleck's bat suit kind of looked like he was just like, he thought of himself as a God who could just punch out he Superman and somewhere. Like Whereas this one, it's like, it looks like a guy who's just like thinking, I really hope I make it through this. <laughs> Cause he's just, I, I wouldn't say that. But sure. Sure. Well, I mean, but, but I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Where yeah. you're going. Yeah. With that. that yeah. It's just a little reminder that this is just a reg, this, this is, is not, just I, a dude I don't want to say suit. a regular guy, but, like, but well, I mean, he is, but he's but a he normal guy. Sure. He just has lots of money, but this yeah, is probably early on. Yeah. Like, but also early on inexperience, he would say compared to how he, I mean, he's supposed to be the world's greatest detective and a f- practically a ninja, but like at the same time, he's just a guy. So it's just, yeah. Yeah, I like that it, it looks very well armored. It looks like something that would actually tactically protect him. I, it's curious that his gauntlets have these. Yeah, they have like. They look like darts? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to tell. It, it's definitely a projectile. Yeah, it reminds me very much of like uh, Black Widow's gauntlets where she has those like like ammo Oh, or, or like tasers. Maybe yeah, but I don't even see it as something? a projectile because it, it's just way too long unless it's like a blow dart. It could <laughs> just be protection that like, you know, that he just sort of like, um, like some sort of, I don't know. It, I mean, it's it, hard it, to they're tell. very clearly long cylinders yes. mm-hmm. that are very light, like si- silver colored um, that are adorning his forearms. Um I don't know. Actually, it all almost honestly kind of reminded me of like the Mandalorian, the uh, the whistling. Yeah, you know, that that's yeah. The, the little whistler thingies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's maybe it's some sort of like powered 
dart it, thing. And it seems like or it's it in two parts too, because there's light. a thicker part and then there's a thinner part. Yeah, on that's it. why I still think that it may be some sort of launching mechanism, like it just mm-hmm. fires out something, or, or maybe it just shoots out like maybe bursts bullets of light or something. Like this is a Batman that just fucking shoots. <laughs> yeah. Could um, be. Or could be some way like this versions of a grappling hook. And then if you hit people oh, too, it might hurt more. Yeah, maybe they are instead of like a grappling gun thing. Yeah. Like, like now it's just something that's built into his forearms or something or I don't know. It, it's that hard feels to tell. It feels hard yeah. to grapple from. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like no I get shooting it. Yeah. But, but like then if it was a gun, you'd always have to be holding. Any sort of movement or y- it just, I don't know. I feel like it would break, but that's just me. I'm yeah. not a grappleologist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't go grappling along the city just like yeah. at night? Just no. If, if I may say one complaint, though. No. I, the, the, the head, Absolutely. <laughs> the head part, I feel like maybe too big. I like the cowl itself, it feels like it, it's bulbous in the very top. I do think that the ears look strange with the shape of the head when looked straight on. I think yeah. it looks really cool in profile, but then there's a couple of shots, and there's tons of shots there. This paparazzi mm-hmm. just clearly like took tons, yeah. of, tons of photos of this guy. But uh, head on, I think it looks a little weird the shape of it. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe it'll. Maybe it'll like. Like I'm looking at this picture right now, and and like yeah, the the oh the yeah, side yeah. Picture. it does it looks, look weird. It, it almost looks a little huge. bigger in the back. Yeah. Well, it looks like a little more Neanderthal in the front. Yeah. I just can't get past right. his butt chin, and that's just that's <laughs> just the actor, and it's it's not even it's yeah, just, it's just, a it's just yeah, yeah. me laughing at his butt chin. Sure. It's yeah. Just yeah. I do want to say though, I dig, and it may just be for this scene or just one particular sequence or something. He's got what looks like some sort of tactical lenses, like goggles yeah. or something. That actually makes sense. And I kind of want them, like, if that's, like, like I wouldn't mind them just sticking with that. Cause, yeah. Because they've been doing for years that magically disappearing eye makeup thing. <laughs> like, maybe finally yeah. step away from that. Cause I don't I, know. I that it doesn't was, bother me. Well, I mean, well, like I, mean I thought it was so laughable, particularly in Batman Returns, when, like, that, that scene where, he's about to, where he rips off his mm-hmm. mask. And so then then no eye makeup. Suddenly he's no eye makeup. It's like, what? What did uh, that, that doesn't <laughs> yeah. bother me. Uh. It also, uh, just thinking about it, it could also be because he's riding a motorcycle that that's how yeah. they have to keep the bugs build. Out. Well, no, just build <laughs> the helmet to keep oh. the actor safe. That's true. L- lest we forget, once again, this is a stunt person, so it could be a stunt suit that's extra padded or something or extra protection. That's, that is mm-hmm. true. Um, I mean, this could be yeah, because that's kind of to me mi- just looking helmet. at it yeah. what it feels like. But I could be wrong. Yeah. That could be true. I mean, hell, one of these shots that like there, there was um, somebody who had gotten it posted on Instagram. Oh yeah, he the fell. Footage. Yeah, I'm not entirely certain <laughs> if that, that was, was intentional. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was really wet. Yeah. The ground was r- very moist. So basically, so it's a it shot of like Batman and maybe Catwoman driving their uh, driving their motorcycles towards mm-hmm. the camera, and then right at the end, he just falls over. Like so. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like it didn't quite seem like to me like it felt like it, the motorcycle slipped and he was just yeah. Go with it. I don't think it was like a scene of like don't oh, Batman yourself. has a crash here because yeah. nothing hits him nothing like yeah. distracts him he just suddenly oh <laughs> just falls over we'll fix so, it in fiji <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh no let's take another shot so i'm sure like yeah if uh, knowing that they were shooting this motorcycle scene and with this stunt person like it might be a bit more of a of a uh, protected suit than than an actual kind of hero suit that we'll see close That's up true. or anything but um but i mean honestly you know for a stuntman in a suit like i think it looks good i mean there there were some shots like i know there were people criticizing the suit and a lot of people were going like well let's we forget this is a stuntman and they sh- and there people were sharing this photo of uh the stuntman from um it was either justice league or batman v superman 
and it, it, he didn't look <laughs> it didn't look very weird. good yeah. yeah i mean you know he was it's just a stunt guy he's not necessarily supposed to look like you know for close-ups yeah. or anything mm-hmm. but uh but and, it just goes to show you not that supposed to be seen that well so that yeah. way you can these are usually for that. shots that go by really quick because it's action and stuff like that mm-hmm. so so given that this is a stunt guy in a stunt suit yeah if you know i think it looks pretty good mm-hmm. yeah so yeah I was maybe just, he's got I the was puffy more head shocked how much I liked it better. I was just like, wow, I feel like it did a whole 180 here. Oh, yeah. Where I was like, that's a shit. Sure. Not shit. Oh, also worthy of note, there is no cape, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I fully expect that to be a CG cape in that shot or something. Because yeah. it's, you know, you don't want the cape getting sucked into the motorcycle yeah. wheels. Yeah. I, or that's a plane all, yeah. engine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, as Edna yeah. Mode taught us. Capes not are not capes. practical. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. No capes. No capes. No capes. Well, uh, recently we had uh, some turtle news. Um, there's been a recent cr- uh, like crossover turtles. event where turtles have been meeting the the Power Rangers. Yeah, it's the, uh, in the comics, right? In the comics, yeah, yes. Uh, and comics. and uh, we've got a toy line as well as 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 I recently found out, as well as uh, um, in the comics, Turtle Rangers. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, yeah. Which is, I mean, for a Power Rangers Turtles crossover. It, it seems like a logical choice to be like, well, what if like mm. the turtles had put like I, I guess it's like they're saying like it's issue number four. I guess that the Rangers yeah. don't have their their morphing. Yeah, they lose their uh, morphing what, what, what powers. What do you call those things? The, the access to their morphers. <laughs> yeah, the morphers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The, the things they would hold out. And the yeah, morphers. yeah. They c- um, and I guess the turtles get yeah. a hold of them, so yeah. they're like, fuck it, let's um, let's <laughs> turtle it up, man. <laughs> I like how they, because uh, uh, they show the, the concept artwork uh, of what they would look like. I mean, it, it's fun. If you guys get a chance to like look this up online of the 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 turtles as as Power Rangers, it, it's it's pretty a uh, fun design. And I mm-hmm. like how the colors they corresponded as much as they could. Yeah. Because there is no purple ranger. There is no stupid. There is no orange <laughs> ranger. So Raphael and Leonardo are respectively red and blue ranger. But then Leo, uh, no, no, sorry, uh, Michelangelo is uh, is the yellow ranger, yes. which I guess is the closest you can get to orange. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, April is along as the pink ranger, and then uh, and then Donatello I think becomes black a black ranger. Yeah, yeah. he's mm-hmm. a black ranger. Yeah. So they got as close. No as Venus. <laughs> I guess not in this <laughs> story. Not in this story. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess, well, yeah, because there's a, Venus was green, right? What was her colors? I don't remember. I, mean, I, just, I, I don't believe I've ever seen an episode with her in it. Okay. I just know she existed. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess also in the storyline, you know, maybe minor spoilers, but they did mention that uh, that Shredder, like Orokusaki, gets a hold of the green. Yeah. 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 So, so you get to see Shredder as a green ranger. Which, Which I mean, it kind of makes sense in a in a, a little bit because the, they at fought with the Green Ranger for a bit too. Yeah, like yeah. he wasn't He's always right. on their side. Yeah, he yeah. started off actually as a bad as a villain, Ranger. right? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then just kind of got converted over. Yeah, mm-hmm. but now I'm intrigued. Like, is this going to be like involving Megazords and Rita Rita Repulsa? Is she part <laughs> of this whole thing too? So. Maybe, know. but we'll find out, I guess, because it's like, it, yeah, this is just—it's not out yet, right? It's a no, number or, 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 no. Like it started, but the, this issue where this, they become yeah, yeah. This turtle rangers issue releases on March eighteenth. Yes, and from what you told told me, like they have toys of these. I'm like, yeah. wow. Well, that's how this oh, kind of slipped was. <laughs> oh, because um, the, the toy, toy line fair? came out. Yeah, the toy okay. fair. They released the toys. Release the toys. Release <laughs> the toys. 
Well, from toys to video games, Lisa? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I had a sneeze, so I, oh, was, no. try- I was trying <laughs> oh, to... <laughs> bless you in advance, <laughs> if you sneeze. I, w- I was trying to get around that, but it seemed to disip- dissipate as soon as you said that, so thank you. Um, <laughs> Just wait, so, it'll, it'll be back. Um, we've got news on the Borderlands film. Um, uh, this This is frustrating for me because I don't like Randy Pitchford. He's a terrible, terrible person. Randy Pitchford is He is the head of er, of Gearbox. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um company and be, basically the company behind Borderlands. The company behind Borderlands and everything okay. Borderlands. So it's like something I love is being led by someone who's not a good person. Not a good person. Um That's so fun. so I don't like bringing up his name, but I'm trying to be nice about it because <laughs> I want to say other things. Sure. Um so he yeah, he's a CEO of Gearbox. Um he accidentally tweeted uh uh, basically, Eli Roth, Eli Roth, welcome to the Borderlands family, and that he will be directing the Borderlands film. Mm-hmm. That has been announced, but there really hasn't been any movement on it. Yeah, I guess he deleted it right away. Yeah, it sounds like he was. Uh, this announcement wasn't supposed to go public yet, but yes. of course, as the internet works, you know, it's if forever. you put it out there, it's, it's out there. there. <laughs> People Too already late. screenshotted yeah. it. Yeah, they think it was supposed to go out with PAX East, which starts, I think this weekend this weekend coming up for us but when you hear this it'll be it should have passed mm-hmm. um they they think because gearbox has announced borderlands 3 there they've announced other big projects there that this was supposed to come out then so it kind of came out like a week early mm-hmm. um which is i don't know i don't know how i feel about this um <laughs> i don't know if i want a borderlands film after i mean i'm not done with borderlands 3 but i don't know if i want a borderlands film I can tell you I technically don't because, like, I don't know. It, I the ad, ad, adaptation's not going to go well. It's well, not going to go how, how we want it to go. because I don't even well, know how I want it to go. They so rarely do for video game adaptations, but yeah. we got to get a good one eventually. I mean, <laughs> but well, this, we've got this, but this the is, Pikachu movie. Yeah. We've got That's Sonic. True. We've got some good ones, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but nothing revolutionary to start. It's, it's not going yeah, to yeah. translate well because it, this is like saying – Deadpool, but everybody in in the cast was Deadpool. Basically, that's what, how I feel like this is going to be. Which you don't, it doesn't translate well in film. I don't know about that. I just, just I everyone don't has feel to be insane and crazy and and out of and and weird. I don't feel they tell a good coherent story, even through the games. Yeah, and so I don't anticipate that going well through through film that through that's the film. exactly what i meant as in like it's just not gonna be like normal film standards it's not gonna work well I, speaking as somebody who has never played borderlands mm-hmm. could you guys see this as a movie that doesn't follow the story of the games and maybe just is in the universe absolutely Possibly. i just i don't like new characters maybe it, maybe it, it, i mean there was some uh, someone said they kind of wanted uh the rock to play oh that's right yeah somebody within the company and that no i'm sorry like i i don't think the the rock is not really suffering for work so Um, absolutely (laughs) not but it's just it's it's, horrible you know the character clap trap he is nothing like anything the rock has done no and and it's not even like a vin diesel groot sort of situation isn't clap trap that little Robot, the annoying yeah. robot. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't find him annoying. But well, uh, <laughs> everyone but else in the world finds. Yeah, no, like, no. But everyone <laughs> in the world finds him annoying. I would, who would you yeah, picture if you were casting? Who Who would you picture? I, as Claptrap. I would keep 
I, I, I would actually keep their, I w- yeah keep the I voice would try actor. to yeah. get the original voice actor because okay. they've switched yeah. It. yeah that'd be cool um but I would stick with the voice actor who's currently doing it if I can't do that mainly because this is he's he's not a human he's a robot right. yeah and it, and it's not like you you know you could do a practical robot I mean well you do a practical robot but you can't get a guy in a claptrap suit on set <laughs> yeah try to put unless that's gonna that be suit. a really big <laughs> claptrap which that could be funny. Yeah, <laughs> that could be. Yeah, well, I mean, they've done it tiny? in the games. A really big crab trap in the first game. Mm. I vaguely. Oh. Yeah, remember yeah. in a giant tank-like crab trap. Yeah. That yeah. maybe that's why. The I mean, it's rock. it's possible, but yeah. it's just I don't I don't know if I want to see it as a game. I I think uh, no, the second or as a movie. Um, the second game to me was their best and their perfect set of actually coherent yeah. story and a good story. Um, I'm not done with the third game, but. <laughs> um, mild spoilers. Um, there's a fake out ending there, um, yeah. and I hit it, and I was telling Brian because Brian was watching me do it, and I'm like, "This battle's too easy. This can't be the end." Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then that it was like, was and then so they faked out. They're like, "To be continued in," and they put up a giant four, and I was like, then, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" And then they counted down, <laughs> and then and they counted like down, and then I was like, three, "Okay, good." Well, because I, I was going to bring like we haven't even finished the story. Like, yeah. I haven't yeah. made it to the vault I've been trying to go to. Yeah. We just got the key. Yeah. I haven't defeated the the Calypso twins. See, I understand you were really frustrated in that moment, mm-hmm. but just watching that unfold, I just, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it was like well, it's like, and I know you don't have the history sure. I have yeah, with yeah. this yeah. too, where the first game ended almost in that same sort of spot. Yeah, I see. So it was just like, but at least they opened the vault. It would have been like about it. But we didn't oh, go sure. in the vault. Yeah, no. Just we just stopped. opened it. We opened it. A monster came out. We killed it, and that was it. So it's not just that it would have been a really cheap. Uh, cliffhanger it's a, it didn't feel like an appropriate end yeah no yeah. i it's i didn't even feel well, like i, was, at least I wasn't, wasn't done it with wasn't. the story <laughs> sure. um and i have to say with borderlands 3 i'm never quite sure what the story is and i don't know if that's my fault or their fault because i know at times i was pushing through the story just to get because there were many mm. there's been many bugs with the game um one of the biggest ones i encountered was i couldn't at first, I couldn't get off. Oh no, yeah, I couldn't get off the ship, and then I couldn't get on the ship. And the main ship is basically where you go, the, the hub oh, of the yeah, story. Oh yeah, you being stuck on that. Um, so there was one part where I couldn't get back on the ship, so I completed everything on the planet to get me a mission back on the ship, and then I couldn't get back there. So it's just, it's a lot, Could and I'm digressing because we're supposed to be talking about yeah. a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's gonna translate well. In my personal opinion, I don't think this is going to work. I think after this game, I don't. I could see it after Borderlands 2 mm-hmm. and a little bit after the pre-sequel, but after playing this one, I don't know. So it I, sounds like yeah. you guys would be more for an original story. No, that, that, that's what I'm saying. But just that way the characters act in this, like in general, like yeah. I'm saying everyone in is universe. insane. Okay. It's And that's why I was kind of bringing up the Deadpool thing. It's like if everybody in the world is is a Deadpool. Yeah. There, and there's nobody that's saying it doesn't translate there, well. There need I don't, to be characters I don't think it'll be as funny or as, as, as a good a story. Yeah, there need to be characters you like or root for or, or you know. Yeah. I, I mean, or, there's characters you can like and root for within sure. the series, but um, it's just. Everyone's just insane. Yeah, yeah if everyone's well, turned up to so 11, then it's a little history. too much. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, and everyone is up to eleven, but that's kind of the series in itself. Yeah, too. yeah. but I'm saying it won't translate well into the film. It, that that everyone being in eleven, it's it's not going to work. I don't think so in a film. 
Well, we'll know. see. I mean, maybe they could make it work. I think Eli Roth is a talented director, but mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, yeah, that that'd be quite a challenge narratively to try to, to try I to make that into a feature actually, film. I think he's actually. I think he's a decent pairing for it based off of his films. Sure. I just don't know if it will be a good film based off of the games. Well, they're popular games. They are. Yeah. They are. I. It makes logical yeah. sense for Hollywood to be like, let's make a movie, mm-hmm. and uh, for them to be like, let's do it. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. I mean, not a lot of uh, video game adaptations work very well, but at the same time, you know, we we've we can get a couple. It's nice to eat crow every now and then. Just be like, I wow, w- that I thing want that to eat crow on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mm-hmm. I will gladly eat crow if this is true. And which okay. I, recently, we, yeah, we have good some good uh, um, video game adaptations with Sonic and 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 um, Detective, Detective Pikachu. Pikachu. Yeah. Hell Let's I even keep it going, Mortal but Kombat. at the same time, it's like, uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad idea them doing this. I just don't think it's going to work. But it, yeah. at the very least, it's a very, I mean, from what I gather, it's a very cinematic kind of universe that could yeah. lend itself to the big screen. Yeah. So yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. see. Uh, either way, the announcement seems to have been premature, so maybe yeah. we'll, maybe we'll get an official announcement by the time you listen to this or something. But uh, most likely at PAX, yeah. which is this weekend. This weekend, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time you listen to this, it might be official, official. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm already seeing on Eli Ross's Twitter account that he he he's confirmed he's it. confirmed it. Yeah. Okay. Cat's out of the bag. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> out of the bag. Yeah. There, I mean, there's no it. putting it back. Exactly. Yeah. I'm seeing he's retweeting stuff about you know like congratulating him about yeah. um getting the job. job. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they meant to do as a big formal announcement at the. It's, it's sort of mm-hmm. like what what when all the news broke like what two weeks ahead of D- D23 that oh, Kenobi was happening yeah. or, or like officially it's not been titled yet but you know yeah. that, that even McGregor was going to come back. Yeah. And basically he had to hide in a hole for like a couple <laughs> of weeks and not answer anything. And then sure enough he showed up at D23. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean this is a little different. It's sure. the CEO of the company saying yeah, welcome yeah. to the family. Exactly. <laughs> you're going to be directing our film. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's a little clear when, yeah. you know, when it's coming straight from the CEO. Yeah. All right, well, um, moving back to some Star Wars news. Thankfully, we do have a lot of Star Wars news this week. We didn't have any last week, but... It's okay. You know, they made up for it this week. They made up for it this week, yeah. Not, it's not just Chewie, like but we have, a couple, we have a couple major Star Wars uh, 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 bits of news that have dropped. Um, the first of which um, comes from The Hollywood Reporter, so it's not a, um, it didn't come officially from Lucasfilm, but, uh, but this is a pretty respectable... Um, source uh saying that we have a new star wars movie project in in the in development it's unclear whether or not it's theatrical or for a disney plus release um but uh it seems to be entirely separate from the uh from the projects we already know about with uh with ryan johnson and the and the movie that uh apparently kevin feige is uh has pitched or, or, mm. or potentially is producing this is a separate movie that uh director jd dillard and Matt uh, and writer Matt Owens have been tapped to, to uh, develop. Um, those aren't names I knew of, but uh, looking into their um, their filmography, J.D. Dillard is uh, most famous recently for directing a um, a kind of cult sci-fi thriller called Slate, which, from what I understand, is uh, you know got a lot of attention, and um, I'll definitely be interested in uh, checking that out. And Matt Owens is uh, a writer on Marvel shows, uh, Luke Cage and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So he's got some pretty major credits uh, mm-hmm. to his name and uh, obviously uh, uh, is, you know, already a working relationship with Disney. 
So these are the two guys that are uh, behind developing a new project. That's all we know officially on this. Um, and it's actually unclear whether or not J.D. Dillard will be directing or Matt Owens will be writing. Uh, they both have a history of, of both writing and, at, at least in J.D. Dillard's case, doing some directing. But uh, hmm. but still, it's uh, just going to show you that there is, you know, in addition to two other major film projects that uh, seem to be... Um, you know, brewing over at Lucasfilm, they they've got some good talent. Uh, you know, working on some other Star Wars films. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting considering that we don't have any Star Wars film, uh, despite those other two projects we mentioned. You know, well, but there's no date on them. Yeah, there's no date on them, and we don't know anything about them. And they they could not happen too. Entire that's entirely possible. And even Ryan Johnson himself, Ryan Johnson's. Um, trilogy of movies that he's supposed to be starting on mm -hmm. was announced a long time ago by, by officially by lucasfilm but even then like um these are things that are very much on the back burner like ryan johnson has has been asked a lot about it while he was promoting knives out mm -hmm. and he said you know we're still working on it but i can't tell you anything and it's still very much in the writing phase you know so these yeah. are all this you know i think they're just just like you know just uh, brewing these things and not not wanting to announce anything officially uh, or or what they're about uh, that early because uh, these are all things that uh, might come down the line maybe even as uh, like even this thing they're saying we're not sure if it's going to be a theatrical movie or a Disney Plus release yeah it seems to be at least for the immediate foreseeable future uh, all the energy with Star Wars is being focused on Disney Plus we have uh, Kenobi in development uh, w w again I said I I don't know officially if that's a title, but I think that everyone's assuming. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And then Cassian Andor is uh, having his series in development. And right now, Mandalorian season two is, is being filmed. All stuff for Disney Plus. So, mm -hmm. um, And they'll, I believe Lucasfilm had set release dates way back when um, for films in 2021 yeah 22 and 24 i think but uh, but th those are just like those placeholder dates that can always be, moved, be moved and we don't even yeah. know which project is which you know? yeah so um so yeah it's, it's it's an interesting playing field we have right now with star wars where we know they have all this stuff coming to disney plus but the films which we know you know even bob Iger had said that you know they're 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 stepping back a little bit on pushing for because when they when disney first bought star wars they said we're going to get a star wars movie every year yeah and they're stepping back from that uh yeah. from that schedule so and which probably for the best like maybe maybe just let you know let these projects come out in their own time rather than yeah I pushing and pushing and doing all the significant reshoots that that many of them have gone through i think it'd be interesting if they kind of go with more like a pixar or blizzard approach where they work on it and they don't announce it until it's ready mm-hmm I mean, and I know that's going to suck for the s millions of Star Wars fans out there that are just salivating for any bit of information. Sure. But I think it will serve the property better Yeah. if they go along that route yeah. instead. And, you know, on that note, I mean, uh, to kind of segue into the next story, like uh, mm -hmm. like uh, that that's not to say they don't have a lot of Star Wars content very well planned out and very much in development. Mm -hmm. So, like, right now, the, uh, re very recently, they dropped a... Um, uh, a trailer for basically what Project Luminous has been working on for the last couple of years. Now, Project Luminous is uh, something that they announced, I want to say it was like a, yeah, maybe a year or two ago, um, that all these um, Star Wars writers, uh, writers such as Charles Soule, um, Claudia Gray, uh, Rebecca Roanhorse, basically all the people who are putting out 
the novels and the comics that uh, that are populating 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 and expanding the Star Wars universe um, uh, in recent years. All these writers are are part of something that has been called Project Luminous, where that they've been working secretly with Lucasfilm on developing this mm-hmm. next phase of where Star Wars storytelling will go. Uh, this is all cross media, across books, across, across comics, um, and across games and what have you. And they just dropped a trailer of what they've been working on. So uh, the next focus of all of all this cross media Star Wars stuff is going to be. Um, set 200 years prior to the prequels and they're calling it the high republic which is mm-hmm. um which i think is a fitting title given that you know it's always been referred to uh by the fans and even in universe as the old republic but of course they don't they're not going to call it the old republic if it's the current republic yeah. so yeah. so this is supposed to basically be the the height of the of the jedi order and the the height of the republic um yeah, this is 200 years before because you know we, we I think uh, uh, way back when before we even got the prequels we thought that's what we were going to get with the prequels but the prequels dropped us in at a time when the republic was very much tumultuous and you know obviously the you know the Sith orchestrated the clone wars to collapse the republic and everything. So this is a story that's going to be set when the Jedi order is very much at its prime like uh you know hundreds of years beforehand. Uh, but but not that far back. So it's not like quite Kotor era. It's not quite Tales of the Jedi era. This is like like for one thing, Yoda will still be around. Probably going to be about seven hundred years old in that in this story. But uh, oh, I didn't even think of that as a possibility. Yeah, if it's two hundred years before the prequels, he's he's still he's going to be a sprightlier. Maybe maybe he'll have hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in with like a mohawk. Sure. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. The, so uh, and this is not you know just that they've been you know brainstorming about writing all these di- different books and stuff. This is like very much a um, like they 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 show in this trailer that they bring in um, you know uh, uh, these concept artists like the great Ian McKeg and and Doug Chang, um, some of the head uh, head uh, head. Um, um, concept artists uh on the prequels uh that are being brought in to really you know develop a look and feel of the jedi from this uni- from from this era mm-hmm. um uh that especially and, and kind of talking about what in general what this this multi-arc kind of um storytelling will cover it's it's going to involve Apparently, when the w- it's going to start off with a book by Charles Soule that's going to come out in August. That's going to involve some major incident where this uh, faction of uh, enemies that they're just calling the Nile um, are uh, basically some sort of threat to the the Galactic Republic, and that the Jedi have to deal with. They showed a lot of concept artwork of the Nile, which is interesting, given that like it's they're all. Um, different um different species like you can see like one of them is like a togruta like like a soka species and you can see oh, okay. uh, like uh, one of them is like that two tubes guys species and like it's it's a, mm-hmm. it's like a faction of various people within the star wars galaxy that uh, i guess become this threat against the jedi um Kind of um, like the rebels, no. <laughs> well, I mean, well, well, I guess at least I'm glad it's not something like because um, like another know dark. There was something Sith similar Lord. done uh, before the Disney purchase called the, the New Jedi Order, where they where they had this extragalactic extra threat, like a threat uh, from a completely different galaxy called mm. the Yuuzhan Vong. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of that concept. I didn't think it quite worked, and uh, but um, but they they did some bold storytelling with it. That was the one where the 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 book that started it all. Um, kills Chewbacca like it, they, 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 they 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 you know really kind of try to drive the stakes really high with it but um 
but I don't know. I I I, w- th- I think there's a lot of really great talent behind what's this High Republic, you know, era of story te- storytelling, and I'm excited to see what they do with it. Um, yeah, is it just books or is it books and comics? I I wasn't at clear. At the moment, it's mm-hmm. just uh, it's just going to be books, comics, and um, and it may eventually expand. I think into games and maybe even stuff for Disney Plus as well. So okay. especially when they're. I do feel like it's gonna go more towards Disney. Yeah, like I, I imagine they'll get the groundwork with the books and stuff, and then yeah. move it into some sort of live action, yeah. animated thing. I, I imagine so, especially given the the you know some of the huge names in in Star Wars concept artwork that are being involved in this. I can't imagine it's really ol- like the only visual medium that will get through that is comics. So mm-hmm. I, I imagine this is a especially considering that Pro- Project Luminous has been a thing for a very long time, just kind of mapping out what they want to do. Uh, for the next kind of era of Star Wars fiction, uh, so um, yeah, which is also kind of interesting. They were ta- they kind of reveal in this video that like it it sort of evolved from just getting all these you know great and talented talented writers from the star- uh, from within the Star Wars um, pantheon just into a room together, just being like, what do you want to see the mm-hmm. franchise do? Where do you want to go? Because now that the Skywalker saga is over we can go any direction with this b- into the past, into the future in, in different factions within, within star Wars storytelling. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I guess that's sort of where the, where, where this project kind of began, but um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. And um, especially some of that concept art where they put up, I think it looks incredible. Like uh, uh, Ian McKegg is like, I've, I, th- I think the guy's a, like a golden god practically <laughs> with, <laughs> with his he's artwork. He's one of your favorite artists. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I mean, yeah, I love the guys uh, and he's, you know, he's the, uh, famous for um darth maul yeah uh, creating d- the look of darth maul as well as m- much of the uh more gorgeous kind of character designs from the prequels um he designed a lot of amidala's dresses and stuff like that mm. he's he's um he's got some talent behind him and so those dresses were fabulous oh yeah so uh, i'm excited to see this next phase of star wars storytelling and seeing the ways that you know this all becomes interconnected um and it'll start this August with uh, the first book. Fr- I think it's called The Light of the Jedi. The Night. I forget. It's a Char- no. Charles Soule <laughs> will be kicking it off with his first book uh, coming out this August. And uh, and yeah, I'm excited to see where they go with this. Sweet. You know? Cool. All right. Well, speaking of things almost here, uh, we've got Animal Crossing news, which it releases March 20th. Yay. Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of new features with it. Um, this is coming from three people that have never played an Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> no, we need, so <laughs> we need Chris I, here to talk I am about sorry Crossing. if I don't do this justice. Um, <laughs> I am interested in it, but I don't know if I'm going to get the game. But they're very popular. Aren't they're they? extremely popular. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. that play them. I'm just not one of them. Sure. Um, but they've done a lot to the game to grow it, to make it bigger, better. Mm-hmm more so it's not just more like crossings it, it's it's why am i playing it on the switch when i can play it on my ds because it's better um <laughs> so they've added uh, you can put so you can terraform your island so you get an island and you can choose sort of what type of island it is i, I, I i'm saying island but it's like a piece of land it mm. can't be an island um and you can terraform it on top of it so if you don't like if you want to put like a mountain, I, I don't know if they do mountains, but if you want to raise the ground or lower the ground, you can do that there. Yeah. Um, and you can have up to eight separate players living on that plot. And as more people come or as more players come and play there and I guess visit, 
you can do more things like build museums and libraries um and the big thing about it is that you can play with up to eight people on your island which can be all family members it can be randos it's whoever you want um to play with you can play with you uh, and the although there is a downside to it is that you can only your you, your world re- resides on your switch so if your switch breaks uh so it's not on the cloud or no okay there's a little piece that goes there but not enough um to do that um so if you lose that switch it's over yeah don't do that um there's also from what i understand because they mentioned here that nintendo is apparently planning a service to be able to restore data lost via console damage or yeah i mean it's it's a similar thing that happens with um the pokemon game on there as well yeah if your switch breaks you're shit out of luck all the pokemon you had there are stuck there yeah. So oh. you can't just pop the game into another switch and get them all back. Just go catch them all again. So I, that's seeming to be <sighs> the big, biggest failure with the system, yeah. in my eyes, because mm. that that makes me scared to even start playing this game. Yeah. Not that I'm expecting my switch to break down, but just if it does, I lose everything. Um, that's not cool. Um, there's also going to be a, a um an an app within the Nintendo app on the phone um to keep playing the game even if you're not with your switch okay um and you there's uh qr codes from previous games so you can um import those through there um and the amiibos that you have from all previous games work within this game that's cool Mm. um which makes sense that that that's it's kind of the thing with amiibos going seemingly going forward is they they have they work in all games moving they forward. They may not necessarily have big effects, but like but they, they always have an effect. There's something, yeah, yeah that they'll do. Um, so don't yeah, for all the people who got those amiibos before, at least they still Yeah, but and Ninte- it yeah. seems like Nintendo's realizing they need to fix that problem because they are looking, as Enrique said, into a way to resolve that I- if you lose your data. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you lose your your console dies so at least there's something on the horizon for uh for yes helping doing cloud for saving and for animal crossing new horizons <laughs> um i think i think that's it i hope that's it um <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i don't yeah. play the game so i don't i and don't know what the no big things whatsoever for Lisa. are on this um that and I've, I've read this article several times and it seems to be tonight i look at it and all everything just leaves my brain so i i, I, I watched super the, the sorry. direct on it and i'm like that looks pretty. <laughs> uh, it, it, it won't. It won't cement if you guess. I guess if you aren't familiar or haven't really played the games, but yeah, I mean, I played the mobile know. game and it was neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I stopped because they wanted too much from me. I they gather, given its popularity, it's the kind of thing where if you dabble into it, you'll probably get really addicted. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, which, in small part, might be part of why I've kind of avoided it. But uh, what I ke- keep hearing is a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. I know there's yeah. a lot of people really excited for this game. So yeah, yeah. maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. Maybe. Well, if I get it, you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. I mean, that's the easiest way. Yeah. Yeah. I technically have pre-ordered it, but not for me. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> so, I think that's it for this week. We got There's any? no more news. We got anything? I don't. I don't. Ha- I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of news. It's all good. Yeah. All we right. filled out an hour pretty solidly. We did. Yeah. I I wasn't sure we'd make it, but we did. We did. Yeah. 
All right, so that was Geek Pop for this week. I was your host, Lisa, Brian, and Rika. And your geek has just been popped.